What is feminine power? And how can brothers cultivate it, appreciate it, and celebrate it? We'll find out on this edition of Frank Relationships. You're listening to Frank Relationships with Frank Love. Frank Love. Frank Love. Frank Love. Frank Love. Yes. As always, those are my babies. Thanks for getting Daddy started. Mwah. Dia Smith-Taylor, otherwise known as Dia Direct, and author of Soft is the New Power, Embracing Your Femininity to Win in Love and Life, is with us today. And I'm curious, how is softness powerful? First of all, thank you for having me. And listen, knowing that soft is power is a learned behavior for most of us. Mm -hmm. I agree. <laughs> um, but soft as power is really understanding what soft power is. And the soft power is actually an international political term um, that really deals with your ability to understand your uh, opponent or whoever you're doing negotiations with. And as a result of that, basically using the knowledge that you have to influence them and for them to give you what, what you want uh, and make them feel good about it, okay? Mm -hmm. So to, to give it more perspective, soft power is the opposite of hard power, which in political terms would mean going to war. Mm -hmm. So it's an actual term that's used, um, and it was developed by uh, Professor Joseph Nye in, um, in Harvard, who became um, a political person, um, a diplomat, actually. So that's actually where it came from. And I took the term, and I started to apply it to how could that work in personal relationships. And as a result of just kind of tweaking it, you know, soft power as it relates to whether you're at work or in your personal relationships, it has everything to do with your ability to understand who you're working with or your partner and using that to not only influence them, but understanding that you can't influence what you don't understand. And so because you understand, you know, and have emotional intelligence about this person, then you can be a little bit more savvy in your approach, and you don't have to always just go for the jugular. You don't always have to um, have the last word to win, or you don't even have to have a hard heart to, um, to be strong because when you understand the ability to be savvy and you understand that you, can, you really can get more with honey than you can vinegar, and you understand by using your softness, it's actually about self-preservation. Um, you're saving yourself, uh, and you're also being more effective at getting what you want. Does what you're saying ever allow you to revisit? So is your understanding of someone, does it lead you to come back and revise your goal? Because, I mean, you just winning, your concept of winning may in my humble opinion mm -hmm. one's concept of winning could change with their understanding of the other party how does that how does that show up well i think in general if you're if you're an individual who's interested in growing um you should always be open to the idea of things changing mm -hmm. otherwise you know it's stoic and if you're if you learn people and you learn different things about people that may also have an impact on on what you think you know. You know what I mean? And people evolve. So um, you may think your man is um, is 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 hard or old fashioned or something, but then you may you may come to realize that his why is what makes him that way. So what I mean by that is, let's say he's more traditional, and he may even have some you know. Some, some some older um, perspectives about things as opposed to how, how you know 
more modern. Mm -hmm. But if you understand that that's the way he understands how to love you or he believes that he's protecting you by being a certain way, it might change your perspective. It doesn't mean that you like it, but you might give him more grace in a certain area because you understand his why. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes sense to me. And you you use the term winning of uh, when you began to talk about it, you know, in terms of soft, you can be soft towards winning. You know, winning could be, it could come from being soft. Mm -hmm. And I look at it as not just winning, but win-win. And mm -hmm. it's not, as I see it, it's not really, when we go into negotiations or when we're working with someone, and particularly with our partner, it's not so much about winning as it's creating a win-win right and if they're to me they're very different concepts winning just winning Means has to do with has a loser. me it has to do with me getting what i want yeah and that's the that's the goal okay but when it's a win-win it's us getting what we want how do we make how do we walk away from this this scenario this situation both feeling satisfied and that's when i think it's really beneficial. Well, I think it's f fair to say that there was a point in combing through the book when I started asking myself, at what point is this manipulation? However, Dia cleans that up. Can you tell us about that? <laughs> well, I don't know which point you're referring well, to. Well, I'm just saying there's when you, when Frank talks about winning, and like mm -hmm. I said, the connotation is that if someone wins, someone has someone else has to lose. So right. now he's saying that he's he's saying that as far as he's concerned, the ideal position to take is one of win win. And yeah. so as I moved through your book, there were points where I thought, oh, well, you know, sometimes being soft can feel like you're being manipulative. Mm -hmm. And yet I felt that you were able to, because there's a, actually a point where you actually say this is not manipulation, which then looks like it really is about both parties winning. Mm. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Go okay. ahead. The floor so, is yours. So I, I think... I can see I can see both ways, and I, I do like your approach, Frank, in terms of you know it's a win-win, but you know it's also difficult. Let's just be really honest for a lot of us, a lot of women, to submit, and we don't like that word, mm -hmm. and so it's really more self-discipline. Mm -hmm. It's really more um, understanding, you know, what the overall goal is. And that's what I mean by winning. Sometimes, you know, as Fantasia said, you have to lose to win. Sometimes you have to take a step back. Sometimes you have to just a second, not just do a second. what's what? easiest for you. You know what I mean? You may not have to just go to your um, your most natural approach and say, well, that's just the way I am. I keep it real, blah, blah, blah. Right. Dia, but how does that work? Yeah. We, we got to, when anyone mentions Fantasia. Oh, my God. We have to take a pause. No. I have to pause. I didn't know that. <laughs> Credibility just went out the window. No. <laughs> <laughs> you Fantasia talk. is winning right now. You are a hater. You what? can go ahead and stay right there. No, nah, no. Nah. Fantasia is gorgeous. She is, she is one of the most beautiful. I mean. I, oh, you paying homage oh, right I, now. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> his celebrity crush <laughs> well I ain't quoting her I don't know what she said <laughs> he doesn't even but, care what she said <laughs> but no she, she, her, she has this, her song it's called you have to lose the win when she came back from that devastating situation where she tried to commit suicide over that man mm. and um, and when she came back she came back with a different perspective the reason why I know it for sure is because I interviewed her for a very long time. Mm -hmm. and this was a self-possessed woman. She was serious. She understood that she had made some poor decisions. She understood that um, that she had some, you know, people in her life that were influencing her, and she decided to take her her power back. Now, you know, people laughed at her. They judged her, all that. But guess what? I was that girl before. 
So I can relate. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people say what they would never do and that they're judgmental. But you don't know what you would do until your, your back is put up against the wall. I understand. You don't know what you will do. You're right. You're absolutely right. And if on a whole, I mean, I got to take it back to Fantasia and how gorgeous <laughs> she is for a second. Do you? Oh, okay. If I, if I had to pick between who, who most people seem to think is the, the finest the thing going, the which is Beyonce right. and Fantasia, and Fantasia hands I'm down. going with Fantasia. <laughs> Every day. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> He's handing Jeff over is, his glasses. Jeff is handing me his glasses. <laughs> oh, I didn't I didn't I didn't know I took you to a special place, Frank. Oh, oh what? She better. is his man whisperer, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> what? Yes. I love me so fantastic. From her voice to her gorgeous oh and my goodness we went to see her my wife and i went to see her maybe two years ago and, and had she, hasana known oh, she knows she, <laughs> fantasia presents as such a down yes. sister wow. like she spends yes. half her time in the concert in the audience i'm yes. not joking nice. she's walking around the audience singing and I'm barefoot barefoot for real <laughs> she's being with anyway. you anyway Anyway. Well, he didn't come all out of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've uh, taken him to another level, dear. Oh, boy. I didn't know. I thought y'all were hating on Fantasia. Not even Not close. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> Jeff's uh-uh. doing his thing. Oh, I was, I was going to my, my girlfriend's defense mode. Right. Okay, we are, you all right with that? We are so hey. on the same page right now. <laughs> Oh, okay. I don't know what we were talking about, <laughs> but you bring up Fantasia, the show going to take a whole nother, <laughs> another, another turn. turn. Yes. Oh my goodness. Anyway, anyway. Well, you've solidified yourself as a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely have to have you back. See ya. Bring her with you. I'll bring Fantasia. But bring your girlfriend. Yeah. All right. I right. love it. Oh, no. Who you didn't knew? know I know them Fantasia books. I got many. Let's See go. That? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Is softness is softness powerful to men or just to women? Well, um, I think that's one of the reasons why women need to 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 embrace it more. Because one of the reasons why I wrote this book is because a lot of strong uh, professional women like myself um, <clears throat> have always, well, not always, we've, we've, we've bought into the whole concept of, you know, independent woman, I got to do it on my own, I don't need no man, blah, 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 right? And a lot of that is by default. A lot of that is, um, is a defense mechanism. Because, you know, if you can reject somebody before you get rejected, a lot of it has to do with how you grew up and the strength that you saw in the women in your lives. And so the point is, it's a muscle, right, that a lot of people have not cultivated, but they have it. And so a lot of women are actually working against themselves, trying to be as masculine or as strong in that, you know, in terms of their energy as men. Do we all have uh, have uh, feminine and masculine energy? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But to your question, a lot of these women, um, and like I said, I've been guilty of it, and I don't always get it right, by the way, mm-hmm. but what I know for sure is that you can't use your masculine energy to attract a masculine man unless y'all gay, mm-hmm. right? So, so but, but if it's male and female, that's not going to work. So you have to be able to tap into... Uh, something that he doesn't have. You have to be able to give a man something that he actually needs from you. And so for most men that I know, most men appreciate the book and the concept. And, and, and men, you know, buy it, the book for their wives and girlfriends. And Or I'll have women say to me, my husband told me I needed to come get this book because I'm too hard. And, you know, it's not that it's the first time they've heard it. It's probably the first time that they heard it from a woman that they can relate to because mm-hmm. I also share my own journey. And so it makes it a little bit more palatable. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes it really is about who you receive from mm-hmm. or how they say it in delivery. So if your man is telling you you need to be something that you're not, your automatic um, response is going to be like, no, I don't. You yeah, know, or, or you're going to be offensive. Yeah. But, um, but the truth is, when you can receive it differently, 
um, it, it becomes a little easier to take. And so, so yes, men, uh, I have yet to meet a man who has a problem with it. Mm. Now, he don't want somebody he can necessarily walk over. Right. But that's not the kind of stuff we're talking about. Welcome to Frank Relationships, a show for you, my brethren, who, like me, are too young to be considered old and too old to be considered young. It's also for those of you who love and support us. We're here to provide weekly wisdom, conversation, and information that will help create loving and flexible parents and partners. I'm Frank Love, and you can find me, my blog, and my various social media incarnations at franklove.com. If you're listening to the show on Blog Talk Radio, please follow us. And then via iTunes, please subscribe so that you can effortlessly get the show each week. Also, if you're enjoying the show, and of course you are, please give us a favorable iTunes rating. And please share it with your family and friends on your favorite social media platforms. We're always looking for new social media friends. So please help us help our communities by spreading the word about the show. Greetings to my super-duper co-host, Nancy Goldring. Greetings, Frank. The consummate generalist is in mm, the house. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Today's guest believes in leveraging every personal and professional experience by learning lessons and making the associated pain pay you back. She empowers women to honor and value themselves from the inside out and speaks and is written about the process of self-love extensively. This former Miss Black USA is the author of Failure is Fuel, Touch Yourself 30, way, Touch Yourself, 30 Ways to Boldly Live, Love, and Let Go. And now the book we're talking about today is Soft is the New Power, Embracing Your Femininity to Win in Love and Life. And she's here to provide her very own direct and soft touch for those of us looking for a deeper understanding of feminine energy. So if you, like me, want to know how soft is boss, how men can nurture femininity in women, and, of course, how can women show men the value of being feminine, then stay tuned as your Frank Relationship team talks with coach, author, and speaker, Dia Direct. Welcome to the show. Well, before we go any further, I got a, I got a in the news moment. Great. Oh, man. Uh -oh. I, okay, okay, okay. I got one that I didn't even consider before just this minute about talking it. about. Okay, okay, okay. Something serious happened in the D.C. area yesterday. And... It was it it in PG County. Apparently, a a the story is a guy was a, a police officer was killed. Oh, by responding to a domestic disturbance, and they were neighbors. So the police officer. The, this is the, the the story is that the the officer was called to this domestic disturbance and the husband shot the police officer in the heat of, you know, whatever was going on with the wife. Now, this is where it gets particularly interesting. And that's that's the story that's to this to this moment right now, that's where that's the going issue and that's it and that's all. Okay. However, uh I was well no, I not I, I got word from a friend of mine who was watching the news yesterday, and it said that on the news, the father of the guy who shot the police officer, the husband, showed up on the scene of the newscast being broadcast. You know, the the you know they would they were yeah. on set on mm -hmm. on the scene. Mm -hmm. The father showed up and said, "Don't lie about my son." The police officer that was killed was killed because he was having an affair with my son's wife. Wow. And my son caught him in the house and shot him. The officer. In the house. Not outside like you all are saying. It's a... It's it's really a triangle. It's a different story. Yes. That is being, uh, it, it, 
sounds like it may be a different story than what's being presented. Like, and that's uh, uh, even on the, that. I got that information from, and they said once the dad said that, the newscaster said to the dad, "Well, does that mean the officer deserved to die?" And the dad, in short, was like, "Yes." And they the news cut. They cut the news. They went to commercial instantly. That's. I heard something similar. I also know that all details will be coming out soon and probably a made-for-TV movie. Mm. I mean, think about it. Oh, oh, oh I left out the part where oh. the husband, the police chased the husband and killed him on 210. The husband's dead also. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so I the husband shot the cop. And the police chased the husband. Oh, the and, police, the responding police. Responding police chased the husband and, and shot killed him. him. Over yeah. 100 cars. Really? PG, yeah. Mm. Holy mackerel. They shut down all of, I think it was 210. And yes. the Beltway. Oh, wow. It was on 495 mm. here in D.C. And it, it's, it's just, fa and so all of the articles that I was reading was saying, the police say like it's, it's even like the the Washington Post seems to know that there's more to it right. because it's saying the police report that this officer was killed while helping in a domestic disturbance, which was so not the case. Well, it sounds like it wasn't the case. That's I mean, it's wow. All, I mean, that's all, you know, it, good. Lord. Wow. Dia, you want to say anything? I mean, I that's, Yo, I that, it's a lot that's crazy. Um, and. I hate to say it, you know, I used to live in D.C., but so I won't even put it on D.C. officers. But some <laughs> officers, you know, can be notorious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but beyond that, that's that's probably not a fair thing to say in the situation. First of all, nobody really wins in this situation. Um, and I think it's one of those, those things that regardless of whatever your why is, it's a real reminder that you got to be, you really do have to think about the whole possibility and situation that you put people in. If you don't want to be with your partner, then go ahead and make the right move to cut it clean as much as humanly possible mm -hmm. because that kind of thing right there happens a lot. And it may not happen as extreme, but it happens a lot. And a lot of people's lives get ruined unnecessarily. And, um, yeah, and it's one of those things where we always look at you know, guys as the cheaters and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm definitely no man apologist, but you know, ladies, we gotta be, we gotta be smart and not just make decisions based upon our emotions because it puts people in bad situations. Everybody's wrong in this situation. Um, yeah, mm. everybody's mm. wrong. I don't, I, I don't see anybody really right in this situation. Yeah, and this this woman could have lost two lovers in one day. She did. She, uh, I mean, could have. I say could have because I don't know what happened for sure. Okay. Uh, you know. Well, we, you said that the police officer is dead, and so is her husband. Well, well, that's real. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that not, sounds like the facts. Nothing. Not what could have yeah, happened. No, that's what happened. Yeah, I stand corrected. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Wait. Wow. So is the police officer dead? The yes. The police officer is dead, and the husband. Oh, because he got shot by the husband, and he, then the husband and got the killed husband, by the other police. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. Boo. Now see. Now see. Ain't no D that good. Now, what do you do it? Mm. Wow. 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 And, 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 and whatever she thought she was feeling bad about in her relationship, she really feeling bad now. Oh, and my our kids? goodness. I don't know. I don't know. I know the police officer had four children. I read that. Wow. Oh, and can you, and I wonder if he was married. I, mm. Oh, boy. I mean, mm. talk, talk about a yeah. story related yeah. to relationships. Yeah, and the, and the truth of the matter is, as I if you strip it down, it's there's punch to the story because the guy is a police officer. Mm -hmm. However, yes. uh -huh. that dynamic would have happened anyway. So, a man, you know, the whole dynamic of a man finding out that mm -hmm. the, another man is mm -hmm. in his house mm -hmm. with the woman in his life, right. that that was not, that didn't happen just because the guy was a police officer. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, the father's response that he was not saying that the police officer should have been killed. He was saying that the man 
Maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I don't right. That's he, right. I, think I don't right. think he was saying, oh, he, he's he was, a cop. He's he should a cop. be killed. No, no he was saying that. He's a man in my son's house. Yes, because <laughs> that is what <laughs> is known as an honor killing. Mm. That's what that is. So there are there are things you just don't. In an honor society, there are things that you just don't do and when you do them there are immediate and severe consequences in an honor society and one of them is that you do not mess with another man's wife and and particularly and in the house and typically what happens when you do is just what happens wow what is particularly interesting is we wouldn't we having we would we wouldn't be having this conversation if the father did not show up on the scene oh, they and say that. They would have they would have completely shaped the story in the way they wanted it to be told. They would have altered the narrative. It's amazing how that happens. And the wife would have let it roll. And the the thing is, if if we're right, if what the father is saying is correct, the police department just is they they structured the whole the thing. Happening all oh, the time. Oh man. I mean talk yeah. Well rock and roll. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> Hi, dear. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Good morning. Uh, right, Indeed. right. Oh, my god. All right, all right. I, I'm, I'm going to piggyback off what you were saying a few minutes ago, dear. And that I, men get to be soft, too. And I, I believe yes, that yes. it is important for men often to show women how important it is to be soft because there's things things are so convoluted these days men men and masculine energy has taken over and is so is so rah-rah and in everybody's face that often women want to be at the party men they Mm want to they want to to embody that same energy and use that same energy. They, they want to use that same energy and get the same thing men have. I, I, I believe that many of the things that men do, they do mm-hmm. to conquer other men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether it be what you do at work, the amount of money you make, the ability to, to the status, it's to conquer other men. And mm-hmm. women seem to now want to be in on conquering other whether men women or whatever have you they want to be a part of that conquering process and it's it's a bit out of balance it's it's out of balance that's that's i i agree i, mm-hmm. I mean you take you've took taken the words out of my mouth it is definitely out of balance and it's important for men since in many ways men created this landscape of mm-hmm. trying to conquer one another and women now wanting to do the same thing on a on a quick aside i don't like seeing women do stuff that i don't like seeing women be competitive i don't oh. i don't i don't even like well, i don't like watching women fight i don't like watching them box and i'm a boxing fan Me. i don't like watching them box fight i don't like watching them play basketball uh, and i'm not even saying that as though it's wrong it's just I don't like it. It doesn't do anything. I don't enjoy it. And let me say it again. I'm not saying it's wrong, anything wrong about it. Right. I just don't enjoy watching it. I enjoy watching women bring something different to me that I just I, that's something foreign to me. Like, like softness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I yeah. really enjoy. Jeff, you got something. What? Mm, you don't want to know what yes, I enjoy go. women doing with one another. <laughs> okay, all right, there all right. Jeff goes. didn't have anything. There he goes. Oh my goodness. But but seriously, to your point, I agree. Really, yeah. I agree. Um, have I watched female boxing? Yes. Did I get caught up in the excitement about a year ago with I forgot her name, Ronda Rousey? Ronda, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. But is that my sport of choice? Mm-hmm. No. Uh, I do not enjoy the WNBA only because I'm a big basketball fan. Mm-hmm. And we can get into a whole other discussion about that. That I believe it's, it's subpar competition. Mm. But only because the NBA, college bas- men's college basketball, is at a higher level. So I, I respect the skill, yeah. but I'm not a fan. 
Yeah. Again, it's there's nothing wrong with it, and mm-hmm. I and I in fact love the fact that it's successful as a professional sport and mm-hmm. gives that opportunity to female athletes. Women's hockey last night got gold mm-hmm. America for America. Sure did. Yeah. Awesome, amazing. But yes, from a personal level, women do represent, and I'm a father of a daughter. I have a daughter and a wife for 34 years. All of that, mm-hmm. they do represent something different in my life, mm-hmm. an important part of my life. Yes. I want to underscore that and important. We're not discounting it. It's just I would like I'd like to interact with you in a different way. I don't yeah. want to interact with you like that. It's just it doesn't do anything for me. It it or me. It's like yucky. Yeah. Uh, I hear you. Um now where was I? Where was I? You uh, were piggybacking on something that Dia said and you said you felt that men could be soft too and I wanted to interject that where men are concerned the term is typically gentle Mm. so and I know in my own experience there's just this quality that some men have and it's just a they're just gentle with you and Mm -hmm. yet they are no less masculine yes and there's also this phenomenon that men often bring that I call a measured tone Mm -hmm. so often a man actually the men who don't holler yell and scream at you Mm -hmm. can often be scarier Mm -hmm. than Mm -hmm. the the you know than the ones who do the man who takes his time who sits with you who explains his position very carefully and very clearly on a particular situation and you are quite clear that he is not playing Mm -hmm. Mm. and you will we'll be in major trouble by your own standards if you play with him. Mm-hmm. So there's, and, and, that, and that garners major respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, this is something that I work on, work with, in my relationship with my wife, with my children, every day. Yeah. It's really, I believe that when we yell, it means we're out of control we're, we're not prepared to deal with what comes when we're angry we're not prepared to deal with what's in front of us when we get to the point where we're we are studying our woman our children it's it empowers us to deal with them differently in a more even even tone in a better mm-hmm. with a better foundation and i find that being gentle, being soft, it's it helps me. It, I mean, what, mm-hmm. it helps me. It just feels good to be in that place. But it also is a reminder to my wife of the power in it. It's nothing mm-hmm. for me to, I mean, and I don't know if I've ever said this on the show, but it's nothing for me to, if I know my wife's coming in the house, if I see her pull up in front of the house, she likes wine. I will go out and take her a glass of wine, open her car door, and you know, and take her bags, bring them on in the house. And that's something that it feels great to do. And it's also a a way of saying, babe, gentleness is not just it, it's not being a pushover. Right. You know, I, mm-hmm. I do not I don't do the pushover thing. I don't consider myself a, a pushover. pushover. <laughs> and a yet, cream puff. right a cream puff yes right. and yet here babe you know is there anything i could do for you anything i can get you that's that's sexy isn't it hey <laughs> and it is quite well reflected in his in the dynamic that you witness when you're with frank and his family there's no question about that really yeah yeah and i have to say though you never mentioned that you take a glass of wine out and get your wife's bags there was most certainly an uh, event, I could call it, where we were doing a show, and Hasana came by. Mm-hmm. And we're in the middle of an interview, Dia, just to show you the level of his commitment that he, is, he doesn't even think about it. It's just like what he does. His wife, I didn't even know what was going on. He gets up from the mic he walks outside. I'm like, wonder what's going on. I'm in the middle of the interview, so we got to keep this thing going. And then the next thing I know, I turn my head and Hassan is coming in. I'm like, man, I didn't even see her. <laughs> he got out of his chair. He went out to greet his wife. 
collected the bags from her hands and escorted her into the studio. I thought it was beautiful. That Love guy it. sounds pretty yeah. impressive. That yeah. sounds nice. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I make it here every Thursday to talk to him. <laughs> Okay, Dia, we're going to stop talking about me. Oh, all right, all right, Mr. Right. Amazing I himself. <laughs> so how can how do you see it as possible for men to nurture the feminine energy and the softness in women? Well, I think you just uh, displayed it. Because here's the thing. Um, you're so right. We both have uh, soft and hard or um, masculine and feminine energy. And they're meant to accomplish different things. And so by being intentional and deciding what, what you want to accomplish with your partner will determine which uh, energy you should use or how you want your partner to experience you. Um, and so uh, and, and what, what was just described in terms of, you know, the measured tone, uh, taking your time, to talk to somebody, making them feel special. That's the kind of stuff, that's the kind of um, skill that a man can use to really help a woman lay down those hard walls. Because when you really think about it, what softness does when done right is it, it, it eases a person's spirit. And it makes them feel safe, mm-hmm. right? Because that's what a man wants too. He wants he wants he wants a safe place with his woman to lay his head where he can be vulnerable and not always be tough guy and have it all together. And the, the woman needs the same thing, especially the woman who's constantly, you know, walking in a, a role of responsibility where she has to use a lot of masculine energy. Ultimately, we all want a safe place where we can just let our guards down. And when somebody, you know, we, we're often responding to other people's energy, whether you believe it or not. Like, I'm not into, like, whole new age thing. We can just talk about energy from, from its definition, which means that energy has no beginning or end. It simply transfers, right? Mm-hmm. So based upon what you want a person to experience with you, you can transfer positive or negative, soft or hard energy to them. Mm-hmm. And when a man wants a woman to feel safe and vice versa, when a woman wants to make herself stand out and be the difference maker in a man's life, you have to have what I call, you have to diversify your communication portfolio. There is a place where, where being hard makes sense, where you have to be deliberate, and where you may have to even be tough. But when you want to have an intimate experience emotionally, then you have to be able to have those tools like softness um, in its various forms to really make the difference. Mm -hmm. You see, just by talking the way that you did, it changed the rhythm of the conversation. My my tone um, changed. I, I begin to talk slower. Things like that, tone timing, mm-hmm. um, all of that, volume, it all shifts in atmosphere, and it changes everything. And it is literally a game changer. It really so is. So men, men, men know how to use it. And, a lot, and just like a woman can manipulate, so can a man. A lot of guys who are considered smooth, they know what they're doing. It's a <laughs> skill, but it's effective. Mm-hmm. And that's, it is effective. And so what was crazy is a lot of men use soft power on women more than women use soft <laughs> power on men these days because a lot of women have forgotten the art oh, of femininity. And they, and they think that being too soft too soon makes them weak. Mm-hmm. And it's just the opposite. Guys. Because, because guess what? If, even if you're nice or soft or whatever, it's not going to make you do anything you don't want to do. Right. Because it's mental. Right. You're still grown. Mm. It, you would think she and I have talked in the past because <laughs> these, are, these are conversations that I found myself having recently. Oh. And yeah, yeah. And there's a, there are women who will say, well, what do I need to be soft for? You know, I make more than him. Or, I, you know, I make as much as he does. 
I'm paying and the, who? I'm paying the cost to be the boss. Right, right. And to that, let me tell you what I've been playing with. Okay. This concept. And it is, things have changed so much where you used to have one breadwinner for the house, and now you have, it's it. you almost have to have two in order to live at a certain standard most and i'm talking about just generally speaking in order to live at a certain standard you have to have two incomes because a loaf of bread used to cost i mean just everything being equal a loaf a loaf of bread or let's say a house a house used to cost fifty thousand dollars but now when one person working but now you got two people working and now it costs a hundred thousand dollars Yes, and but that's why it costs a hundred thousand. Exactly, because <laughs> we can get because you got two people working, Absolutely. and so nothing's really changed. No, it you know the the ratio of one to fifty and two to a hundred, it's the same. It's the same, and so we at some point we have to look at. Oh, we really got to stop counting mm. and look at the energy of it all, and you can't count energy. No. But um, it does dissipate. But it does dissipate, and it does make a difference, and it can be a game changer, and it can, it does matter in your relationship, and it's important to pay attention to. Yeah. So these women, if I may, Frank, that you were talking to, were you were you talking to women, um, and have you found that um, women who are the breadwinners are these women who are in healthy and happy relationships were they single like what was their status in, in the dynamic <laughs> well that is just it i i can't say that they were in healthy, healthy and happy relationships i do know women who play with the concept that are in relationships and even in most of the time happy relationships it's just that that conversation is so prevalent that they flirt with it too Mm. It's, it's, and they, but if if they could be talked down, talk not down too, right. but they can be talked off, off the, ledge. the ledge. Yes. And okay. when you really put it in perspective, and you know when you put it out there, like I was just kind of doing, but there are plenty of sisters who are like. In fact, I went to a an event about a year ago that it, where it was like women are killing it. We're the ones killing oh, yeah. it in in the workplace, and. I had to get up and say something. It was like you you in many ways you're killing it in the workplace because you're killing your man. And if you look at if you look at it as though men used to try to outdo other men. Well, if I can if if I can work with your woman, if I'm a man and if I can work with your woman, Instead of working with you, most right. of the time I'm gonna, I'm gonna work, work with, with your her. Woman. Right, right. And you can go suck a lemon, and I, you know, and and yes, she going. I'm I'm a. The dynamic is one where she's gonna talk smack to you, because in many ways she can, or she doesn't know, she or doesn't care. Yeah. That how that will feel castrating, and if you're not on your game as a man. If you're not on your game where you say something like, look, you can go out here and make as much as you want, but you, you understand. <laughs> if you're not there, then you then that woman may very well end up in those conversations like we're killing it. We're the ones doing X, Y, and Z and looking to to poo-poo on their very partner who may not remain their partner. Or may be or may remain their partner. But anyway, what you got, Jeff? Uh, an interesting dynamic. I've worked for women. I work with women. And I guarantee you those eight to ten hours a day I spend with them is better quality time than I spend with my wife most days. Mm -hmm. Those women know me pro not better than my wife but know a different side of me and vice versa. Mm -hmm. I know them and things about them that their husbands don't know. And I'm not talking intimate emotional right. things, just personality, yeah. sense of humor, uh, other personality dynamics. It is an entire, when the worlds collide, it's very interesting. You mm -hmm. know, have, have a f people from work over for dinner th and they'll know stories about me that my wife may not know right. as well as she knows me. Mm -hmm. And again, and vice versa. It's not surprising, and I'll use Hollywood as an example, 
that there are so many hookups, production-type relationships that wind up becoming marriages, Mm -hmm. ultimately ending in divorce for the most part, because it's the quality time that people spend with one another while they're doing what they do best, which is usually their profession. Right. Right. What you got, Dia? Where's all of this take you? I'm, I'm, I'm all in because um, it's all true. And it, it, it is a new dynamic. It is a dyna- dynamic that's not going to change. And so, you know, the question becomes, as a, as a woman in power. Um, as all heard, women are. All women are in power. Indeed. But go on. Excuse and, me. But, but, okay, great point. As a woman in power in the workplace, you have to understand um, how you use your power and be intentional about who you want it to impact. I've heard a lot of women who are in high positions who are married say, when I go home, I put all this down. Um, And, you know, I let my husband be the man. That sounds, you know, very archaic or traditional, whatever. But it's about knowing what energy is going to be effective in your household and not necessarily giving money the uh, all power Mm -hmm. in how we uh, respect one another, right? And so it's a real shift even for men because men often measure themselves by how much money they make. Mm -hmm. So it's a mindset shift for both the man and the woman. And, you know, only when you are more concerned with being a team yes. and and you base your love on something deeper can you really, you know, enjoy the experience that you're having with your partner. Because on the flip side, if a man is not showing up financially, a lot of women have a hard time respecting him. Okay. Yes, yes. And they can't get past it. And mm-hmm. so if and if they feel like a man is being too soft uh, or not contributing, she will she will you know treat him like he, he's the chick and she and she's the man. So it but so it's something that has to be worked on. And mm-hmm. I think the thing that we need to really consider here is what do we what, how do we define strength? How do we define success? Mm-hmm. And if a person can, as we said earlier, when you balance or add to your life um, a quality that is missing and that you need long-term, you know, the money that you have is not necessarily going to comfort you in the midnight hour when, when, when your daddy dies or your mother dies or, you know, or you, something happens or God forbid you get laid off or whatever it is, is that we have to redefine the things that matter the most. Um, and so... And, you, and we have to be mindful about what we lead with, right? And so a lot of um, a lot of women, by default, don't even, they're not vested in being soft mm-hmm. because it hasn't, they haven't needed it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it hasn't been and the variable that got it, them what they wanted. Mm-hmm. That's mm. the, well, and life has taught them that you have to be, just like men, you, and this is this is the way that you win. This is the way that you're respected, or it's an also a form of protection. So it depends on which form, personal, professional, and what you're talking about being hard or soft. And from an emotional perspective, a lot of women see it as a protection, right? And but but my my perspective is this: uh, yeah, you can have a hard heart, and you can have a hard wall, and that can be seen as a as a, as a form of protection. But nothing is getting in and nothing is getting out. And a lot of people who have hard walls are just as soft as they want to be on the inside, but they're afraid of people seeing it because they don't want people to know how vulnerable they really are. But you're not winning. It does require a layer uh, and a level of vulnerability. And I think both men and women, it's time for us to consider in terms of redefining things reconsider what vulnerability means mm-hmm. and and showing people your humanity is not weak right and it and it actually gives other people permission to say me too in another way which is basically what this movement has done 
and why it's become so powerful because people let down their guards and they say, listen, this happened to me. And so all the people who were holding it in, having hard hearts, afraid of being judged, are now raising their hand and they feel empowered because somebody stepped up and, and, and used their vulnerability as their story. And I believe, I'm talking to you in the topic a little bit, but I believe in making your pain pay you back, as I once said. Yeah, yeah. And and when I learned to stop being uh, afraid of of my of my experiences, my my heart of uh, being judged, and when I got okay with myself, and I let my guard down, and I told my truth, and as scary as it was, not only did I get a whole lot of hands saying, "Hey, me too. I went through that. Thank you." You know, and I, I began to realize I was helping people live another day. And then it became a part of my platform. And then I was able to use it to help me write books and speak and do all these things. And so a lot of times your pain is associated with your purpose. But because you're so busy hiding it, um, people don't really get to know you. You don't get to fully um, experience, you know, your full purpose and whatever. Because whatever happens, whether it's a bad relationship, childhood, or whatever, um, if you allow the experience to teach you, if you learn something from it, then that's how you leverage it. And even if you had, let's say, a bad breakup, like I, I, I have a whole a course that I'm doing now called um, Superpower Tools uh, to, to Love Again, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's all about tapping into your superpower um, and using the tools of whatever your superpower is to teach you how to love again. And so the, the idea here is that use it, right? You don't have to allow things that have happened to you to totally define your life in a negative way. Yes. Because if it happened to you, the whole point is why did it happen? Mm-hmm. What am I supposed to learn from it? And do something with it, you Absolutely. know? If you went through it, it was you paid for it already anyway. It cost you time, energy, uh, maybe money heartbreak and you gotta look at that thing in the face, call it what it is, relations, nothing and I'm sure you all can relate. Nothing teaches you more about yourself than another relationship. When somebody else is looking you in the mirror and and, and and showing you you in a way that you never had to see yourself. And it makes you really question yourself or, you know, and make adjustments. Mm-hmm. And you know, when people say things like, Well, I shouldn't have to change if I'm in a relationship Please. Well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't buy that. I'm like, you know, that doesn't go. Well, first of all, who doesn't want to, if you don't want to change, period, you're not going to, let alone a relationship. Mm-hmm. I think people miss, they use the word change when what should be happening is growth. And right. to say you don't want to change is the equivalent to yeah. saying you don't want to grow. I think you're right. Yeah. I, I, a quick aside, I had a, Facebook conversation around the Black Panther movie this week. And the word, you used a word that I used, and that word is humanity. Okay. Mm -hmm. The advancement, and this is, this is, I don't know, I don't know if I'm criticizing it. Number one, I enjoyed the movie. I I enjoyed the movie immensely. Go see it. It was, it was a good movie. Um, The, if you if you look at the basic foundation of the kingdom of Wakanda, it said that it's advanced because of their technology and the the uh, the resources, the natural resources. But I tell you, when I watched the movie, have you seen the movie? Nancy? Yes. Okay. When I watched oh, the movie, you you saw it too, dear. Mm-hmm. Okay. When I watched the movie, the biggest advancement that I noticed was people stuff it was the the interaction of the people there was a there was a, a ceremony shall we say where the throne got to be you got to be challenged the king gets to be challenged right. for the throne right that is such a human uh that that touches on the beauty of the humanity of this kingdom where i mean men men go to war and thousands of people can be killed because someone wants to assume the throne. In this movie, it was one person challenging one person and not to the death. Right. It was to submission. Yeah. And that 
I thought that that was so human, humane, and that was advanced and democratic, authentically. I mean, well, because but if if the king was granted his position by birth. So he's like, well, by birth, I'm entitled to this mm-hmm. space. But if there is a man in the kingdom more powerful than myself, and that was demonstrated mm-hmm. in a in a fight, as you said, not mm-hmm. to the death, which mm-hmm. is profound in and of itself, right. then let's give that a voice or yes. let's, let's play that out. Because men often, this is men challenge men. Men challenge men. And how do you make a home for that? How do right. you make a way for that to exist? And so all I'm saying is you, the word you use, Dia, was humanity. And I mm-hmm. felt the greatest advancement in Wakanda was their humanity. Yes. And how they dealt I with it. Can, can I ask you a question? Of course. Uh, are you a are you a big uh, Marvel or superhero fan? Ah, shucks. That's such a interesting question. I put it this way. I see I see 95% of the movies that come out be a the whether it's DC or Marvel the superhero movies. Okay, the, the, here's the, it, you know which version doesn't matter as much as the question in this case which is is it true that in every sort of superhero movie um, the thing that is all there's always that dynamic of their humanity and and then their their superpower and oftentimes uh, what is seen as their superpower is not initially is not necessarily the thing that they use for their um, physical powers. You know, um, there's always that dynamic of you know the regular guy mm-hmm. um, or woman, and then they have these skills that are extraordinary. Mm-hmm. And so, from a humanity perspective. You know that that part of we all have superpowers. Yes, we all we, do. we all have something special about us that we do with ease, or that we do well, or that we've mastered that um, that can be used to accomplish extraordinary things. Mm-hmm. And much of those things, many of those things, are actually innate, right? Mm-hmm. So one of my superpowers is I, I I have a superpower to create a safe space for people to uh, tell the truth, you mm-hmm. know? And so and so I do that as a life coach. You know, I'm able to make people comfortable um, in that way. When I do the, the man whisperer panels, the whole concept is that I create a safe space for men to share and to and share their heart and be honest and and it becomes the expectation. And so it's it's like, you know, women, if you're going to come and listen to what men have to say, it doesn't make them right, but you, you have to listen in order to learn, right? So you at least have the benefit of their perspective. Mm-hmm. Likewise, with femininity, it's that, it's that innate softness that we've lost touch with that when we get back to it, it's, it's not that it's the only way. But you will find that the result of your softness and femininity and the impact that it has on a man is extraordinary. And that becomes a superpower. Hello. (laughs) Oh, man. You like how I did that? You like how I put that together? That was beautiful. (laughs) See that? You you got something, Jeff? I'm awake now. I'm awake. That's a lot more poignant than anything Fantasia has ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you, thank We're going to edit that out. Oh, he's, yeah. he's, he's just he's not, not a fan. <laughs> what? Oh, my gracious. Oh, man. Okay. Wow. That, was, that was a mouthful. Oh, thank that? you. Thank yeah. you very much. Um, okay. All right. Uh, is it? Dia. Yes. Tell our guests, tell our listeners, rather what you're up to and where they can find you because right now frank is just Speechless. flustered and he can't <laughs> ask the question <laughs> um so yes thank you for all first of all for having me i really enjoyed the conversation um really really poignant and so i am at dia direct 
on social media, which is D-E-Y-A Direct on everything social media. My website is diadirect.net. I um, have a number of programs uh, that I have, you know, from life coaching to uh, the Man Whisperer panel to group coaching. I've just launched a new a new um, coaching program where it's called Girlfriend, Girlfriend Power. And so we do these Girlfriend Power sessions. So you, it's almost like a small group of women that can come together that I facilitate, but we do it based on a theme, you know, a topic that you want to really cover and, and kind of um, peel back and deal with um, yeah. from a personal perspective. But I do both personal and professional coaching as well as media coaching. So you can find all things Dia Direct, um, you know, including, you know, speaking engagements and such on my website, which is deyadirect.com. Can can I get a quick uh, description of the Man Whisperer panel? What tell me about that? Yeah, so the Man Whisperer panel is essentially where I curate a panel of men, um, personal. Uh, you know, it's been everybody from let's say a Roland Martin to the everyday guy. You know, Roland Martin, um, Jeff Johnson. You know, just uh, celebrities mm-hmm. or and you know and others who. All have perspectives as men, married, single, and divorced, and I try to make sure that dynamic is always represented. And they just, you know, I ask them very specific questions, you know, like, you know, what is it that a man wants from a woman, you know, and then we kind of just, you know, go in from there. Mm-hmm. And and so it's an atmosphere where these men can be real with each other in the audience and not have to worry about if it's going to um, affect, you know, a woman that they're trying to get with. So they can they just tell the truth, and they get raw, you know. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women love it, but I've also found that a lot of women, it's hard for them to take mm-hmm. uh, to the point where I've had women in the audience, guys be on the panel, they all say, say, say the same thing. They're in agreement, and they're backing each other up. And I literally had a woman pop up out of her seat. And say that's not true. Hold on, sis. And that and that for me let me know. Okay, yeah. I, first of all, I saw myself right, mm. and and that's one of those things where it's like, is it more important for you to be right, mm-hmm. or is it more important for you to learn? Like, right. What what is the goal here? And that's why you have to always be intentional and and have emotional intelligence to figure out. Okay, what's going on with me? What do I really want? Why am I here? You didn't come to this table to hear what you already know. Mm-hmm. You came to learn something. And I think but that mindset of that sister is replicated in a lot of people in that, and that's the thing that girlfriends do for each other, by the way, and that's why the man p- panel is necessary, because girlfriends will often tell each other what we want what to hear, hear, because right. we, are, we, we, we want to um, we want to heal our, our, our girlfriend's wounds, right? We're like that, you know, the bomb to her wound, mm-hmm. and it makes us, girlfriends make us feel better but when it comes to love and relationships and understanding the opposite sex it's not always about how you feel mm-hmm. you have to also understand your partner and easier said than done but it's necessary i got i got so many questions quick real quick give me a good book that you've read or a good movie you've seen um a good book that i've read is um Oh man, it's on the tip of my tongue. It is all about what is it? It's called. It's about baby steps. But um, hmm. man, oh god, Jeff, I can't think of his name right now. Okay, all right, forget that. I'll get back to you. All right, tell me about briefly. Tell me about your husband. Thirty seconds. My husband is a really strong-headed, masculine man who gets me. And he he tests my softness, but he also encourages it. Like he, but he probably uses soft power on me more than I do him. And I'm being real about that because because knowing how to be soft doesn't mean that you practice it. Mm-hmm. It requires discipline. It's like being in the gym. And so he keeps me in the gym of mastering softness, but his masculinity calls upon it. And so therefore. It's what I needed. 
But ladies, be careful when you say you want a man's man and a masculine man, because that means you you you, you got to deal with that energy. And okay, and so which yeah, means all you can be is a woman. Which means all you can be in that environment is a woman, because that's what's called for. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. You've been listening to Frank Relationships, and we've been talking with speaker, coach, and the author of Soft is the New Power, Embracing Your Femininity to Win in Love and Life. Dia, one more time, give us that website. D-E-Y-A direct.net. Along today's journey, we've discussed cultivating softness, vulnerability, the beautiful feminine energy, the Black Panther, spouses. How awesome Frank is, which never <laughs> happens, by the way. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Thank you to my co-host, Nancy, and for that commentary. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> thank you to Jeff Newman, my engineer, and thank you to my guest, Dia Direct. You've been great. I hope you've had as much fun as I've had hanging out with today's ensemble. As always, it's my wish for you to walk away from this conversation with a heaping helping of useful information that will help you create a relationship that's as loving and accepting as possible. If Jeff hasn't started the regular music yet, he's got <laughs> something in, in store, it. and I am just puzzled to know <laughs> what it is. Let us know what you thought of today's show at Facebook forward slash relationship F love on Twitter at Mr. That's Mr. Frank Love or at franklove.com. If you're listening via Blog Talk Radio, make sure you like us there. And if via iTunes, make sure you subscribe so that you can receive each week's show. This is Frank Love. <laughs> Take it right Know when I forgive you You ain't here for dinner